Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The NFL Scouting Combine is back in town next week where the Indianapolis Colts will get to see over 300 prospects up close and personal. So which players will the Colts be keeping close watch of on the offensive side of the ball? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and as always, I'm joined here by my co-host and fellow analyst at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, the entire NFL world is descending on Indianapolis next week, uh, whether it's meetings, on-field drills, so much is happening down in India at the NFL Scouting Combine this next week, and boy, this is a really good opportunity for the Colts. As we've seen in the past, they love their athletes, and this is the perfect time for those athletes to show out and, and really set themselves apart from the competition. Yeah, and you know, we had a chance to go last year, and it was just awesome. It's just such a fun atmosphere, and um, it's a lot different this year. Obviously, we won't be there. We'll be there next year, we, but we won't be there this year. But the reason it's so intriguing is because you were like, okay, which of these quarterbacks are they picking? Then you're like, okay, maybe they need a wide receiver, blah, blah, blah. You were talking only about quarterback, though, man. Like, that's all, mm-hmm. we, that's all we could talk about. But now it's more interesting because there's so much – as far as like depth, as far as explosiveness on offense that they need because those pieces were missing. So a lot of guys we can talk about tonight, man, that are going to, that we feel like the Colts will probably have their eyes on. We're going to have their eyes on. And we personally feel like they would be good fit uh, fits for Indianapolis where those areas are needed. Exactly. So, so tonight we're only going to focus on the offensive side of the ball, because if we tried to do the entire combine in, in one episode, guys, we'd probably be here for, for over two hours. So we're going to look at the offensive side of the ball tonight. Uh, the, the key position groups that we think that the Colts are really going to focus on uh, this year at the NFL combine. And then Drake and I are going to give some players to watch, whether they're players that we think would be really good fits with the Colts or, or guys that, that we want to see how they perform or guys that might not even be on, on the, what the normal Colts fan is thinking on their radar we're going to give you some of those guys tonight as well but before we do that we got to thank all our people that are joining us in the chat tonight sarah is here hey everyone i'm pumped for the combine draft free agency go colts we appreciate you patrick the cfo he said jealous of everyone near indy that has an opportunity to go to the combine every year fortunately drake and i aren't going to be able to do that both on dad duty or or Drake is on dad duty, I should say. I'm on prospective dad duty, but hey, next year, 2025, we will be down there back at the combine like we were a season ago. Stats, Matt, what's up, gents? Just got done tearing uh, down my youngest 
crib, uh, youngest crib for her first big girl bed. He's officially old. You definitely are stats, Matt. Definitely are an old man. So yeah, uh, you need to uh, pump the brakes on that. And then our good friend Noah Compton, what's up to you, buddy? Always great to see you live in the chat. One of the good ones as always. Appreciate you tuning in, brother. Uh, and guys, if you haven't done so. I, I stress it again. Please go follow us on all of our socials. Like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Follow at Colts on FN on X and subscribe to the Horseshoe Huddle YouTube channel. Hit that bell so you know when Drake and I go live every Monday and Thursday night and for special breaking news episodes so you never miss us. And if you can't catch us live or on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you're listening to us, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe. Give us a five-star review so we can reach other Colts fans just like you. And guys, forgot to talk about about this on Tuesday night, but I'm not going to forget about it tonight. The 2024 Indie Draft Guide is now available for pre-order, so make sure you go get your pre-orders in. Over 225 write-ups on prospects uh, and different features that the guys at Horseshoe Huddle and, and uh, the other talented uh, uh, scouts and writers that help us put this together. This is, our, I think, our third edition of the Indie Draft Guide. Uh, Zach, myself, uh, a bunch of, uh, I think Jake is going to be involved this year with it, so make sure you go uh, order that in the draft guide. It's what Drake and I are going to be using uh, throughout this draft cycle. And there's even, uh, we got the link in the description for you. If you use promo code draftness, it's a dollar off and you get it for $8.99. Pretty, pretty small price to pay to be really informed and set for draft season. And, and Drake, it's it's one of the, the bigger projects that, that I work on um, all year. And honestly, it's it's a lot of fun. And, and as, as we have been uh, doing this draft guide, I think I'm hoping that it's provided some Colts fans with uh, uh, some some good content and and uh, good uh, study material as we enter the NFL draft season. Yeah, and hey, you know, they're uh, just even looking at the Colts now. There's some of the guys that they picked. Where when you look back on those entries in the uh, in the uh, indie draft guide, boy, they were spot on. Especially with Josh Downs, this would be a perfect fit for the Colts. But Chris Ballard typically doesn't take a receiver of his stature. And what did we say when he took him? Oh my God, Chris Ballard took somebody that's a receiver of Josh Downs' stature. And look at that, he's a perfect fit for the Colts. So definitely go invest in it. Nine bucks is cheap for that kind of content. Exactly. So, and that's definitely what Drake and I will be referencing all draft season oh, yes. long. So, so Drake, without further ado, I've I've done my promo uh, for the Indy Draft Guide. Let's dive right into it. The offensive prospects to watch at the NFL Combine. And Drake, I think we've, I mean, we've obviously mentioned this a couple times already here on the show, but Chris Ballard has already stated we want to get more explosive on both sides of the ball. And and that in this draft class, especially uh, on on offense, you you're going to have the opportunity to do that. There are a lot of explosive playmakers that that, in my opinion, would really fit well with with not only what the what Shane Steichen and the Colts want to do on offense, but but fit with Anthony Richardson's uh, strengths, and and I think could really take this Colts offense to the next level. Well, and that's again, we're going to you guys are going to be sick of us saying this, but it's all about fitting what Anthony Richardson does well. That's why Shane Steichen's there. That's why the entire offensive staff has been brought with him that he's that he hand selected quarterback guys, offensive guys. And, and you know, you, you you're just really a few 
pieces away from, I think, unlocking or at least getting him on a full-blown trajectory upward, okay? Like, he needs more. And, you know, yes, Alec Pierce can make some plays, but he's not really shown consistency. Josh Downs is not a big play type of guy. He's really good with Richardson, but you need a guy who can take the top off that defense and help guys like Michael Pittman not have to eat up 10 targets a game. So, um, you know, we'll get into these guys. We're going to start, of course, with uh, the pass catchers, but we're going to go through every single one of the positions that we can and who we think are going to be good fits. And I think that there's a lot of talent in this draft, man, that that could really, really help out Indianapolis in some key areas they were missing last year. I do too. So let's start out with the wide receiver position, Drake. You, you kind of alluded to it with, with Alec Pierce uh, and Michael Pittman there. You know, we, we fully expect Michael Pittman Jr. to be back in a Colts uniform next year and, and for years to come. Josh Downs had a really good rookie season, and you can, you're can you expecting him to just continue to build on that and, and become a very good wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, wasn't the year Alec Pierce wanted, uh, but as I think that, that would sh- that'll change in and he'll be more productive when you get a quarterback like Anthony Richardson in there that really fits what uh, their, their, their strengths fit very well. Richardson's deep ball with, with Alec Pierce being able to win over the top, but I think they still need more. You know, you, you as if one of those guys goes down, especially Pittman, you saw what happened last year when Pittman did miss that game against the Atlanta Falcons, the, the passing game came to a halt. You just need more options, and, and it's never never a bad thing really to have as many explosive options on your offense and just being more dynamic. So as far as what the Colts are going to be looking for at the wide receiver position in this draft class, I think it's pretty simple guys that are extremely athletic guys that can take the top off the defense. Uh, I think guys that have yards after catch ability and really, again, just having a more explosive skill set that they can add to this, to this already dynamic room. Yeah, and look, when you have a guy that can take a top off of the defense mixed with Anthony Richardson's arm, and then you've got guys like Taylor in the backfield, you you can open up so much underneath, and it's just going to open up everything else, and it's it's the long game, okay? You're playing the long game trying to get these guys uh, more acclimated with Richardson's skill set, because let's face it, he's a freak athlete that can launch that ball down the field. You need somebody who can get down the field, and so far, it's it's a very... What have you done for me lately, League? And so far, Alec Pierce in a couple of years, I don't even think he's eclipsed 80 catches total. So you got to try to push him because competition brings out the best, but you also might just find yourself a diamond in the rough that fits Anthony Richardson beautifully and fits the offense that Shane Steichen wants to run. Exactly. And and like I said, you can never have enough ex- explosive weapons in the NFL today, you know, and how Shane Steichen is able to use those guys in, in different situations. That's always going to be good. You know, you want when you're in this period, having a young quarterback, being able to build around him, you want to give him the best the best chance to succeed and in order to do that you want to make sure he has the appropriate weapons surrounding him you know so that way he can succeed and and i think i think something else that we need to kind of pay attention to especially at the wide receiver position uh we we talked about how in previous years chris ballard never liked to draft a guy that was 
uh, uh, under six foot, under 200 pounds at the wide receiver position. Well, that all changed last year when he took Josh Downs in the third round. So I, I don't know if, if I, I think he probably, I think Chris Bauer probably still leans that way, but it's not as a rigid requirement as, as in years past. And I think a lot of that has to do with, with Shane Steichen and, and his impact on this offense and the guys that he wants uh, on his team and in those positions. So I wouldn't get too uh, uh, set on, on guys that are over six foot and over 200 pounds. I think smaller wide receivers are certainly in play as well yeah and i think that now that josh downs proved that he was the second best receiver in almost every single every single statistical category on the team and proved that he has the ability to just make very important catches i think he had like 30 first downs 68 catches on the year i think that that really will convince ballard look if there's a guy that's about his height but he can absolutely burn the defense and open up the rest of this offense for guys underneath man, he might just take him. But yeah, like Andrew said, I don't think that it's the same thing as it was in the past because Reggie Wayne and I, and like you said, Shane Steichen really pounded the table for Josh Downs. Ballard trusted his coaching staff and it paid off because Josh Downs, I really do think is going to be one hell of a player. I agree. So let's talk about some guys that, that we're interested to watch. We think the Colts are going to have their eye on at the wide receiver position. Drake, I'm going to have you go first. Give me three guys that it doesn't have to be the Colts either, but give me three guys that, that you think would either be really good fits with the Colts that you're excited to see at the combine uh, or or some guys that might not even be on the radar. And and chat, I see some of you uh, putting in your your picks as well of, of wide receivers that, that you uh, would like to see. Go ahead and throw those in. And after Drake and I give give uh, give ours, I'll highlight some of them. So Drake, go ahead. Give me three wide receivers that you're looking forward to watching this uh, this upcoming week at the combine. Oh man, I'm trying to keep. I, I want to try to uh, keep it to fitting with the Colts, and so I'm going to try to make it realistic. Guys that could be picked by the Colts. So number one is LSU's Brian Thomas Jr. Yes. Um, I mean, six foot five, you know, 290 pounds, 200 pounds, about 198 pounds or so. Very, very lanky, quick, deep ball guy. He can roast people after the catch. The guy in his senior year averaged 17.3 yards per catch, 17 touchdowns. That right there, that screams explosive to me. That's a first-round guy. I think that he's the most realistic guy that will be there when the Colts pick. I don't think that they're going to get Roma Dunsey. I don't think that they're going to get um, – they're not going to get Malik Neighbors. Okay, they're sure as hell not getting Marvin Harrison Jr. So I think that that's a really good one to watch. Um, I, I, I know that people really aren't thinking that this guy is explosive, but Ricky Pearsall – he he is familiar with Anthony Richardson, but this dude, like Josh Downs, has hands, incredible hands. I mean, his highlights are bonkers. Some leaping, stretched out, one-handed catches, just crazy stuff. He's a six-foot, 200-pound slot receiver. He's a bigger slot. I really do think that he gives me Hunter Renfro vibes, and I'm all about Hunter Renfro. Loved what he did in uh, Las Vegas when they utilized him correctly. And then another guy I really want um, – you know what? I'm going to go a little bit outside here. I'm going to go with Devontae Walker from North Carolina. I was going to say somebody else, but I, I think that that's going to be someone you're going to pick. And I kind of want to try to get uh, as many different names in here as possible. But uh, the thing about Devontae Walker is he's probably going to be a much later round pick. But I mean, he averaged 24.8 yards per catch and five catches his, uh, at Kent State in 21, then 15.9, then 17. He's a smaller guy as far as his frame. I think he's about like, yeah, he's about six foot three, but about 175, 180 pounds. But he's an absolute burner. He can get down the field. He can really make defenses have to pay attention to him, especially defenses that don't want the deep ball to beat him. 
I mean, he could be, you know, a decoy. Now that's going to be a later round guy, but um, man, just to throw it out there, one more guy that I love is Jamari Thrash. I'm just saying Jamari Thrash from Louisville. I think that he's a fantastic player too, but I think any one of those guys would fit the Colts great and they're all explosive in their own right. Yeah. And I think, I think that, that really when you, when you're talking about Brian Thomas Jr., you're, you're spot on there. Before I get into mine, I'm going to get into this, our first super chat of the evening, and it's from the CFO himself, Patrick Rye. Uh, thank you so much for the $10 super chat, buddy. Really, really appreciate your donation, as always, and all of your support. And boy, Patrick uh, is deep diving into draft season. He's got a lot of wide receivers on here, potential high uh, Raz wide receivers. And if you don't know what Raz is, it's the relative athletic score. Uh, and and just for for reference, usually the Colts only take guys that have high high RAS because they want those high level athletes. They want those really athletic prospects and they bet on those high end traits. So Patrick says potential high RAS wide receivers, Marvin Harrison, Jr. Oh, Roma yeah. Donzi, Troy Franklin, Xavier Leggett, uh, Devontez Walker, Jermaine Burton, Brendan Rice, Johnny Wilson, Jalen McMillan, and Roman Wilson. So Patrick's already got a lot of wide receivers that he's got his eye on. Uh, and we'll have to see uh, which ones really stand out this week or this upcoming week. Week at the combine patrick thank you so much uh for all your support as always it really means a lot to awesome. drake and i uh, and he says these are all based on their current measurements so patrick definitely doing his research you, you love to see it but drake for me i i the when i was looking at the prospects that i wanted to kind of talk about tonight kind of separated them into tiers you know uh one i'm going to give an, an early round guy uh a middle round guy and then some guy a guy that i think could late round and when i constitute his late round i'm not saying sixth or seventh round i'm talking like day three you know so to kind of give some context so for my early round guy yeah brian thomas jr I think he has a bit of potential to be available there at 15. And you talked about a really big wide receiver, six foot four, 205 pounds. Uh, and he's, he's, he's guy that got, a, he's got a basketball background. I know can really get up and go after the football definitely gets behind the defense at times. And then last year, 17 touchdowns, the most uh, touchdowns in FBS by a power five wide receiver. Uh, so really a guy that can find the end zone, a guy that definitely gets behind the defense. And when you're talking about deep threat and an explosive player, Brian Thomas Jr. is that guy would would be a perfect fit uh, with the Indianapolis Colts guy in the middle rounds. And I see stats Matt already talking about him. Uh, Malachi Corley out of Western Kentucky, you know, a guy that's a, that's a little bit of a small, uh, I wouldn't say smaller build, uh, but, but he's uh, he's not a very tall wide receiver. But boy, is he certainly stocky. You're looking at a guy that's 5'10", 215 pounds, uh, and, and he earned the nickname Yak King, yards after catch uh, King because he averaged 9.2 yards after catch the last two seasons and that's that's something that the Colts really miss or don't have at a wide receiver a guy that can create after the catch uh, you've got your your possession x in your in Michael Pittman your quick wing guy and Josh Downs your deep threat in Alec Pierce but you don't have a yards after catch guy that could be Malachi Corley and he kind of fits that Debo Samuel type mold that I know a lot of fans want the Colts to get uh, I think if you if you're looking at a guy the Colts can grab in the in the second round I think Corley would be that option. And then a guy that's on the, a little bit on the later rounds, uh, maybe on the, on day three, colleague Zach Hicks actually uh, uh, had me 
take a look at this guy, Malik Washington out of Virginia. Drake, to me, Malik Washington is like a, another version of Josh Downs. He's he's pretty small, 5'8", only 190 pounds, but he's just a super productive slot receiver, and he can quickly win at the line of scrimmage. So if you're looking for depth in the slot, uh, a guy that, that really fits what Josh Downs does, so in case Downs does go down, or, or you just want some, another quick win wide receiver on your team, I think you could grab Washington. Washington in the in the fourth or fifth round so uh, it's going to be interesting to see again how all these players perform at the combine and, and if they can put their 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 athleticism on display because especially at these at these at the wide receiver position at these at the at like the cornerback position which we'll talk about on Monday you have to be high level athletes in order to play for the Indianapolis Colts. I think Brian Thomas will certainly show out Malachi uh, Corley. I'd like to see what, how kind of he registers as, as an athlete. It's certainly, I think Malik Washington uh, could, could show that as well. So, but again, just more explosiveness overall is what this Colts offense needs. Yeah. And you know, I love the fact that you brought up a smaller receiver because Shane Steichen's on the green light podcast with Chris Long and even said, look, you know, you don't always have to have varying, you know, types of talent. Sometimes if you have two guys, you know, two smaller guys, you can scheme open the bigger guys, you can scheme them open with, with, you know, each other's skill sets. So I love that comparison with Josh Downs and look for those later round guys, people like not necessarily the first round, maybe not even the second round, but the third, fourth, fifth, man, there's some, there's some pass catchers like we just named, man, they, can really make a difference on the Colts and don't even be surprised if they double dip one early and one later exactly so let's look let's look at the uh what people are saying in the chat drake sarah is saying give me brian thomas jr or bowers in the first uh and then the second tyler newbin the wide the the safety from minnesota wouldn't Ooh. be that wouldn't be an option there uh we have let's take a look here we already looked at, at all patrick's guys uh rich wheeler saying malachi corley the yak machine goes a little bit even further 1658 yards after the catch since 2022 that's a Good. lot God. A lot of yardage, a lot of yardage that, that could really help. Uh, stats Matt saying Malachi Corley, Troy Franklin, and Malik Washington, two out of my three guys. I always say that the stats Matt loves to, uh, uh, to or stats Matt reads my mind all the he time. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy. And then uh, another super chat from Patrick Rye. Thank you so much for the $5 super chat, buddy. Uh, Patrick asks, what would you say for Johnny Wilson being slid inside as a pure pass catching tight end rather than an out wide wide receiver? Dude has the size for it. So for those who aren't familiar, Johnny Wilson is, I think he's like six foot seven wide receiver out of florida state and he did take some snaps at uh at horseshoe huddle or i'm sorry i was reading deep's comment and i said horseshoe huddle horseshoe huddle all in the sauna gosh so johnny wilson took <laughs> uh, took some snaps thanks, at, at tight end yeah thanks steve uh johnny wilson took some snaps at tight end uh at the senior bowl so he was able so it's definitely an option i think uh he'd be a very athletic tight end i don't know though if if that's if that's what the, for the colts i i i just uh, and and, and I, you guys all know i'm the conductor of the brock bowers train uh six foot six 237 pounds for for johnny wilson so that is, that would be a, a solid tight end 
but I don't know if you're if the Colts if it really fits what the Colts want as strictly a receiving tight end. You know, I don't know if he has that short area quickness that you'd be looking for. I think as 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 a tight end, you you really expect him to want to be able to block. And and I haven't done enough work on Johnny Wilson to say for sure. Uh, but Drake, what do you think? I don't know if you've if you've really looked into Johnny Wilson much, but I mean, it's definitely an option. I just don't know if it's an option with the Colts. Well, and you know, the thing about Johnny Wilson. Is- I mean, in 2022, 43 catches, 897 yards, almost 21 yards a catch. And it's it's a sizable enough volume where you're like, wow, it kind of pop, makes your eyes pop. Then he had 41 for 617 last year. Look, I, I'm right there with you. I think that's intriguing. It's kind of like a Kyle Pitts almost type of like vibe going on with him. Uh, very athletic. But I think he's more of the seam guy. I think he's more of like the guy that can beat you. With, with like a 50-50 ball over the top or just pure athleticism. I think that would be interesting, but I think if the Colts are going to go tight end, whether it's early or late, if they go early with a guy like Bowers, they want a guy who can win in, in multiple ways. And if they go late, they probably want more of your big, bulky Jack Doyle type of blocking tight end because they kind of lack that without Jelani Woods. Uh, I I think I would agree there. So, but but it, it it'll be interesting to see where Johnny Wilson does end up playing in the NFL. Patrick, thanks again for your super chat, buddy. Really, really do appreciate it. And that's kind of a perfect segue as we move on to the tight end position because I, I know Drake. There's a lot of Colts fans out there saying, you know, the Colts shouldn't draft a tight end. We have Jelani Woods, but the thing is, there's just there's still a lot of question marks around the tight end position. You know, does Mo Alley Cox get cut? in the off season as a cap casualty to, to kind of create, create more space there. Kylan Granson entering the final year of his deal. Uh, Drew Ogletree with all of his legal issues currently, who knows if he'll ever play down in the NFL again. Oh, no. And, and Jelani Woods, while he has a lot of potential, definitely an athletic freak. And, and he showed that as a rookie didn't play all last season. And, and he, so he's already two years into his, his rookie deal. So, and you're, and you're still not exactly sure there so uh but to the tight end position while well, well, i know some people think that that we that the Colts shouldn't consider tight end at all i, I mean you have to at least give it a look because you the, it, the colts have a good tight end room but you don't really have a guy yet that you can confidently say is is a bona fide top tight end for your team yeah, I mean, you look at Jelani Woods, okay, he's huge. He's 6'7", he's like 260, 265, a freak of an athlete. But he's had hamstring issues that kept him out an entire season. That That's alarming. I don't care what you say. Be, be as positive as you want. That is alarming in the real world, especially in the NFL. Kylan Granson is just not a starter, okay? He's not, okay? He's more of your move tight end. He's not a red zone threat at all. You kind of want your tight ends to be at least a little more of a red zone threat. Then you got Mo Cox. He is what he is, and he's mostly blocking, and that's just what he's going to be in a red zone threat. And then you've got Will Mallory. Too early to tell. You saw some flashes. Look, I'm all about Will Mallory. Love him, but you cannot bank on him being a fifth rounder that's going to be a super-duper fantastic tight end. So really right now, remove Jelani Woods from the equation. No one even knows his health status yet. They need help. They do. And you wouldn't even be mad at them if they took a big swing at tight end or if they drafted a tight end later in the rounds because you need a blocking tight end. And if you really aren't sure about Jelani Woods, man, you truly do need to make that position fortified because you've seen it in the NFL with the teams like the Chiefs. 
you have a solid tight end or above that type of uh, that type of tier of tight end, man, it really unlocks your entire offense because it unlocks the middle. It can unlock the short game and it can unlock the red zone efficiency as well. And now to get into the tight ends, you guys all know who my top tight end is, and I'm going to be pushing this until draft day. Brock Bowers, you know, and and when there's smoke, there's fire, Drake. And more and more, a lot of these mock drafts are are saying Brock Bowers could fall to the to and be available when the Indianapolis Colts are on the clock, you know. And and if that's the case, I, I, you you and here's the thing: I know there's a lot of debate over positional value with a tight end, rightfully so. But guys, you got to stop thinking of Brock Bowers as a tight end. He is a pass catcher, an offensive playmaker. That's what he should be categorized as because you're getting a guy that could completely transform what the Colts do at the tight end position. You know, uh, you're you're talking about a guy that would easily be the starter from day one. Give Anthony Richardson that security blanket over the middle, down the seam. Uh, and while Brock Bowers isn't necessarily the best inline blocker. I mean, he's more than than capable of being that blocker for you if you need to put him inside. A guy that he has been consistently compared to or or a uh, a comp as comp wise, Drake has been George Kittle, you know? And if he could become George Kittle for the Indianapolis Colts, you take that any day of the week. Top 3, top 2 tight end in the NFL, both as a, as a, as a pass catcher, as a blocker, like that would just completely transform what the Colts are are able to do. And, and maybe, maybe Colts fans are, are, are the ones that still don't, don't want Brock, Brock Bowers to be on the Colts or the Colts to take Brock Bowers. Maybe that's because they're thinking of what the current tight end situation is. And you don't think that's that valuable. Well, that's even more of a reason to go out and get Brock Bowers. So you don't have to worry about that. He's an offensive playmaker for this, for, for Shane Steichen, you know, and he could be placed out wide in the slot in line. You could put him in the backfield. Even Daniel Jeremiah said today that he, if, if George Kittle and Dallas Clark had a baby, it would be Brock Bowers. Sign me up for that. He's a top five prospect in this class. You know, the Colts go best player available. Brock Bowers is there at 15. You go, you go and you run the card in. And I think he's going to put on a show this upcoming week at the Combine, just kind of showing his athleticism and what he can do at the position. Yeah, let me give everybody the conference championship games and the tight ends. You have Mark Andrews from the Ravens, elite tight end. Okay, you have Travis Kelsey from the Chiefs, arguably the best tight end I've ever seen. People compare him to Gronk. Get the hell out of here. He's better than Gronk. Okay, then you've got on the other side, you have George Kittle, elite tight end. You have Sam Laporta, okay, emergent tight end guy absolutely tore it up he had like 80 catches my point is not saying it's necessary but it seems like the best teams in the damn league have a tight end that can make things happen not saying jelani woods isn't the guy but i will say hypothetically if brock bowers falls to the colts they draft him he's the best tight end on the team right away okay he just is i know that it's too soon to tell technically but this is a i dare i say it it could be a generational pick at tight end All right. And you don't think of him as a tight end. You know what? 
I don't really think of Dallas Clark as a tight end back when you look at what they did with him. Okay, they'd move him out. They'd move him out on the on the outside, on DBs. They'd move him in. I mean, he was everywhere on the field. He wasn't just in line. And that was a time in the NFL when most of your tight ends did not do that. Dallas Clark was incredibly unique. Now, obviously, he had a quarterback who could make it work, but he also did it with the Ravens. He also did it with the Buccaneers. So it's like you look at guys like Brock Bowers, and you just cannot pass it up if it happens. There's just not tight ends that are – better as as efficient as that and like you said you got a guy like Shane Steichen boy oh boy you look at Brock Bowers' stats they're fantastic but also how about 19 carries for 193 rushing yards and five rushing touchdowns on top of everything else he's done and he blocks pretty well he could improve in the blocking game and I'm sure he could probably bulk up a little bit because I don't think I don't think that he would just stay at his body weight I think that the strength and conditioning coaches would encourage him hey look man you got to bulk up a little bit these aren't college defensive ends you're facing anymore but I do think that he has the skills to be absolutely fantastic and you mix him with a guy like Richardson and Shane Steichen oof that could be very, very crazy type of results, but it's all going to hinge on what the Colts think they have with Jelani Woods and if they believe he can get back to square one. I mean, he's got short area bursts. He's got the long speed. And and, and 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 again, what's wrong with having Brock Bowers and Jelani Woods on your team, especially as Rich Wheeler? I think this is a great point. He said, watch uh, back the highlights of number five, Anthony Richardson, in Colts game time last week. And so much of his game plan was centered around the tight ends. Bowers would be a great pick for the future. Not only the future, Rich, it would be a great pick for now. You know, yeah. Can you imagine the the stress that the t- to put on a defense when you have uh, Michael Pittman on one side, you got Alec Pierce on the other. Both can be jump ball defenders and win deep. You got Brock Bowers in the slot. You have Jelani Woods in line. I mean, good luck covering that. That that that's dangerous with Jonathan Taylor and Anthony Richardson in the backfield. I mean, have fun defensive coordinators but this isn't a brock bowers episode it's a combine episode oh okay i need to move it along uh some other tight ends drake that i've got my eye on theo johnson out of of penn state i think he's going to test really really well former wide receiver moved to tight end just like andrew ogletree and that's who he kind of reminds me of the way he moves the way he's able to get open he's got those wide receiver movements but he's a bigger guy and and i think he would be a really good replacement for drew ogletree uh if if we end end up seeing a tight end in the middle rounds and then i'm with for a late round guy or a day three guy i guess would be the more appropriate term ben ben Sinnott from from kansas state as as patrick says uh didn't have the best senior bowl but he's ranked as the best blocking tight end in the draft while also being the tight end number four uh with pass catching so he's like he's a guy that can do it all you know a guy that is just your prototypical tight end he can block he can be that jack doyle type presence for you so those are my three tight ends obviously i'm all in on brock bowers to the colts but if brow if bowers it doesn't fall to 15 and the colts are looking for a tight end in the middle to late rounds uh, theo johnson and, and and ben Sinnott from kansas state good picks there yeah and you know i'm obviously gonna say my, my three i mean I, we kind of already covered it look if, if brock bowers is there take him okay mm-hmm. just take him and i know that it's unpopular but just watch the game take please go watch the game take for me, um, I also had Theo Johnson, but I'll go a different route for these last two. I've got Brevin Span Ford, and I'm going with these last two in regards to just the size and the blocking ability. I really think the Colts need more blocking tight end uh, tight ends, and they need that blocking prowess. Look no further than Brevin Span Ford. The dude's 6'7", 270. 
I mean, mm-hmm. he's massive, just a huge guy, big red zone threat. Didn't get a lot of targets per se. I think he had like a total of 67 catches over his last two seasons in Minnesota, but he can be that red zone threat. He can be a big, huge box, box out linebacker type of guy that can really cause issues. But above all, he's going to get back to the tight end position with Jack Doyle had, and that is blocking. And then for me, the last one would be Jared Wiley out of TCU, kind of similar to Brevin Span 40, 6'7", 255, but he's a little bit better at pass catching. So he he's he's going to be able to get you a little bit more in that regard. I think he's a greater red zone threat, and I think he might actually fall about the same time um, that Span Ford does, which you're talking like probably a day three pick. So at the end of the day, for me, my tight end picks are either you go with a guy who could be a generational prospect, or if you believe in your tight ends, dude, get yourself a big, huge freak of a blocker at tight end, all right? Push Moali Cox to earn the money you've paid him. Push guys like Will Mallory. Push guys like Jelani Woods. Give somebody a day three, like a day three pick, an opportunity who's hungry and ready to go out there and hit some people. Because look, man, there's nothing better than in the second level getting a block from a tight end that springs a guy like Jonathan Taylor or Anthony Richardson free for a long run. Exactly. Sarah says Bowers or, or Sanders for tight ends. And by Sanders, she means Shatavion Sanders out of Texas, probably tight end number two on a lot of teams' boards. Yeah. Think you would, think he would be a decent pick there. Stats, Matt, saying non-Bowers tight ends go Sanders, uh, Wiley, and, and Eric all from, from Iowa because Iowa's tight end. You definitely a, an interesting pick there. Uh, let's see. We already saw that Patrick was talking about uh, Ben Sinnott, which I, I agree with. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Um, just really to to see if the Colts do tight end, go tight end. If it's not Bowers, I'll be honest, I don't see uh i mean maybe in the in the middle rounds if depending on how drew ogletree situation has has played out then again theo johnson would probably be my pick but we're all in on brock powers at this point and and unless yep. something changes between now and draft day that's probably who it's going to be uh at least for me let's talk about the offensive line drake because this is a group that that a lot of people probably think oh the colts are set on the offensive line good bounce back year for the group uh obviously got bernard ryman and Braden smith at the tackle position you're really uh, solid there quit nelson and ryan kelly made the pro bowl back to their pro bowl form and will fries definitely uh, uh ascended in 2023 but behind that drake you don't have a whole lot i mean wesley french blake freeland okay you don't really get excited with that depth i think for the colts do not be surprised if they start to add depth to to that uh to the interior to really across the offensive line you know and and guys that that might not start right away but they can be integral depth pieces or, you know, Ryan Kelly's not getting any younger, too. Do you possibly look at drafting someone that can work under him to be Ryan Kelly's replacement someday? That's that's interesting to see. But you can never discount the offensive line uh, when you're talking about Chris Ballard. And those guys have to be really good athletes, too. Yeah, and look, at, you look at the offensive line right now. One of the biggest athletes, actually, there's two great athletes. And I know everyone talks about Quentin Nelson, but, dude, Bernard Ryman, tight end former tight end barely played tackle freakish athlete has great footwork very fast movements because he was a tight end and then a guy like Braden Smith who is underrated as far as how quickly he moves but he has ridiculous punch and he's a great run blocker so you get athletic guys especially on the outside holy cow it really helps everything it helps your pass protection it helps you get runs to the outside and it helps everything inside as well 
exactly. So that's that's definitely, I think, where the Colts could look. So you might not see offensive line be a priority in, in the first few rounds, but at middle round, guys, do not be surprised if the Colts take an offensive lineman like they did with Blake Freeland last yep. year. Jake Witt in the seventh round, uh, another offensive lineman the Colts took. So uh, you can never rule out offensive linemen when it comes to the Colts. Drake, who are some offensive linemen that you're excited to watch at the Combine this week or you think the Colts are going to have their eye on? You know, so first off, it's I think it's Talise Fuaga from Oregon State. So if you look at his blocking grades, he's good. These are guys that I think are going to be more like your like your day two, day three picks, which that's where the Colts are going offensive line. They really believe in this team, I think. I mean, they kept Will Fries in there without signing anybody. So they want these guys to stay uh, intact. But I really think that you're going to have them, if they pick somebody, they're going to pick a tackle to push Blake Freeland and and to push Jake Witt, who's going to be coming back from injury. Um, But, I mean, Fuaga played great in the run. All right, which the Colts are going to run the ball. They're going to get back to that run the damn ball, I really do think. Um, He also had great protection in the passing game. He was the highest-rated blocker on the Beavers. So I think that's a guy to look for. Another guy is Christian Jones from Texas, also a tackle. I think that, you know, when you look at the success Texas had, now he he could have a little bit of a better performance in the run, but his pass blocking is great. His overall performance is great. I think he allowed just one sack, like eight hurries. He could be a depth tackle that could push a guy like Blake Freeland. Now, look, before I even get to this last guy, Blake Freeland also was a rookie. I don't think he was expected to start as much as he did. Maybe he has a little bit of a bounce back. Who knows? Um, They picked him in the fourth round for a reason. But look for Christian Jones to be maybe a guy. And then this last guy is strictly because I think that he has continuity with Anthony Richardson. And he would know Anthony Richardson a little bit. And that's Kingsley. Uh, I think it's Aguacan from Florida. Interesting. Okay. Now he's interior. So he's, mm-hmm. I, he's guard, he's center. He can play a little bit of everything. And like you said, I, I'm not saying Wesley French didn't do admirable. Right. But it's the guards that really have me worried for the Colts. I think Danny Pinter is a free agent, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And so you got to ask yourself with his injury last year, do you want to keep him? Is he good enough? Uh, Or do you kind of like with Gardner Minshew being backup quarterback? Do you want to think about a different backup in the draft? You know, the draft isn't all about starters, guys. Okay, it really isn't. It's about shoring up depth in case someone goes down. You don't want to be caught with your pants down. You know, I mean, these these teams will take advantage of you in the AFC. So um, I I think that that's an interesting one as well. And I think that it can't be stated enough. It gets overlooked and not talked about enough. When you know somebody really well, it's not always a Kyler Murray, Marquise Brown situation. Sometimes if you know someone really well, it just helps. And I think Anthony Richardson knows him well, and maybe he would be an effective, you know, interior depth piece for the Colts. I, I agree, you know, and I, I like those guys. Uh, I think they could all, all depending on how they test at the combine, certainly get on the Colts' radar. And I think that's that's what's going to be the big thing is how yep. how these guys show their athleticism, their burst, their explosiveness. A guy that I think has, as far as offensive lineman is concerned, that has a lot of traits, uh, and a guy that I think you could get in the middle rounds if you, if you really want to add, like you said, ta- a tackle to whether it's push Blake, Blake Freeland or or really a guy more so to just kind of work on him and have some traits is Blake Fisher out of Notre Dame you know was the right tackle for Notre Dame opposite of Joe Alt who's going to go in the top 10 uh he's got all the traits that you want for for an offensive tackle he's got great size really good foot uh he's got foot quickness really long arms uh he's just very raw you know but but he's got a lot of things that you can't teach so I think he would he would help having a red shirt year learning under 
uh, uh, Tony Sperano Jr., not necessarily being thrown to the Wolves, but another guy that you could have as, as a swing tackle or just to add some some depth there. Uh, I saw Stats Matt talking about him and uh, uh, the guard out of UConn, Christian Hayes. Christian Hayes, I think, is another guy in the interior of the offensive line that that you could have in there potentially to to not only have uh, bring depth that first season, uh, uh, but but maybe in the second year he ends up starting at right guard because look guys next year is the contract year for will fries you're already it paying is. big money for quentin nelson ryan kelly and Braden smith bernard ryman when his rookie deal is up you're gonna pay a lot of money to keep your franchise left tackle at some point, you're going to have to replace one of those guys, and it's likely Will Fries, the weak link there. Christian Hayes could come in, battle Will Fries, push him, and then put probably uh, uh, over overtake Will Fries uh, once once Fries' contract is out. And then my final guy that I think the Colts could get as a late round steal is Zach Zinter, the guard out of Michigan. Drake. The reason I think he's going to be a late round pick is only because he suffered an injury late in the season. Otherwise, Zinter was going to be a guy that was probably picked within the first couple of rounds. Fantastic guard out of Michigan. Suffers that knee injury towards the end of the year. You don't really know how he's how long it's going to take for him to get back. The medical, that's where while Zinter isn't going to be out there doing any drills because he's still recovering, he's still a guy that I want to watch at the combine strictly because of the medicals and how he meets with the team like the things that we're not going to be able to see on television that's what's going to be key for zinter meeting with the indianapolis colts uh making sure that the medicals check out and if the medicals check out the colts i i think the colts would be it would be very smart of them to take a late round flyer on Zinter, allow him to get healthy, allow him to just take his time to get back. And then you have a guard that has first, second round potential to come right in, be your right guard after next season when Will Fries ultimately probably leaves in free agency. And you have Zinter right there ready to go to replace him. I think that would be an incredible move uh, and, and, and a very smart move for the Colts just looking down the line. Don't don't rule it out, especially if those medicals come back uh, uh, and and show that that everything's going to be okay. Zincher could be a sneaky pick, and whatever team does take him, I think is going to get a really really good player. And look, you know, you go back to the the glory days when Jonathan Taylor was running for almost two thousand yards, and you look at the the offensive line, and I remember when people were absolutely beside themselves when the Colts didn't resign Mark Lewinsky. Mm-hmm. Okay, then he goes to the Giants. Guess what? When you don't have Ryan Kelly, when you don't have Braden Smith, Quentin Nelson, and at the time, Anthony Costanzo or Eric Fisher, when you don't have consistency like that, you start to see that a guy might be average. Okay, I'm not saying Will Fries is average, but I'm also saying that this offensive line around him, he was the worst. Okay, now they were all also pretty high level, uh, given, you know, everything considered. But yes, I, I think that when you talk about a guy like Zinter, he could be a guy that could just supplant Will Fries. Will Fries is also a seventh round pick. Now, I also think Will Fries is a dog. I also think Will Fries is a guy that's not just going to give up. He is a oh, man no. who will not. He has got that dog in him. I know that's a that's a thing that everyone says now. We're not kidding. Andrew and I are not joking. I was all over letting this dude sit the freaking bench, and he went out there and he put some freaking pain on some guys. So. I think that that would be great, though, to make him compete and and give give the Colts a reason 
to not let him walk when free agency comes around for Will Fries. But I love that Zinger pick. That's awesome. Be interesting to see. But definitely don't rule out offensive line, especially in the mid to later rounds for oh, the no. Indianapolis Colts. And finally, let's finish this thing up here, Drake. Let's talk. We're going to throw quarterback and running back together all in one because, guys, we know the quarterback position is set with Anthony Richardson. We know the running back position is set with Jonathan Taylor. But depth, you know, the Colts are probably looking to add a, a backup quarterback that's more similar in skill set to Anthony Richardson. Do that? Does that happen in free agency, or do they take a swing on on someone later in the draft? We'll, we'll obviously find out in the upcoming months. But it's definitely an option. And then running back Zach Moss, Drake isn't isn't likely to return with the Indianapolis Colts. Sure, you have Evan Hall there. Uh, you have Tyler Goodson. I think Trey Sermon is a free agent as well. So. Or you expect Evan Hall to come back, but as far as maybe having another running back in the stable, certainly wouldn't rule it out in on on day two or three. Yeah, especially when you have Anthony Richardson in the you know under center, you have multiple looks at running back. You have multiple ways to fake an option and all this all this stuff to get him you know an open look or just to get guys off kilter. One great example is watch the Tennessee Titans game in Week Five when Zach Moss has that long run. It's because a linebacker misstepped, thinking that Richardson had the ball. That's all you need. That's all you need. So um, don't rule out running back, especially late, late, late. Man, the Colts might pick one up, and I think that we're thinking of the notion that they don't re-sign Zach Moss and they don't re-sign Gardner Minshew. And if those two things don't happen, fully expect one of these positions to be addressed in the later I would agree. So, so looking looking at that, Drake. Uh, so, I'm going to start out with a running back that I think the Colts could get in the mid rounds. Maybe, maybe you're looking at third, fourth round. Uh, we're going back to the explosiveness. How to get more explosive in this offense? And Jalen Wright, the running back out of Tennessee, 5'11", 210 pounds. Uh, definitely a, a good sized running back. Really good foot quickness and just. At, fantastic speed uh here's a stat for you stats matt 25.7 percent of rights carries in 2023 went for 10 plus yards the best in the fbs so this guy is just an explosive running back that you could pair with jonathan taylor and you get no downs off because if you have a duo of, of Taylor and Wright, every single time these two dudes touch the ball, it could be a home run run. So Jalen Wright, definitely an, an intriguing option. Uh, if you're looking for more of a receiving back, Dylan Laub uh, out of New Hampshire, small school guy, uh, but he's played wide receiver. He's played running back. Uh, he's he's probably your Naheem Hines 2.0. He does fit the Evan Hall mold. So since you already have Evan Hall, not sure how big of a need that would be. Uh, but he was fantastic at the senior bowl. And then quarterback wise, Drake, I'm going with the guy that's most compared to Anthony Richardson in this class, Joe Milton, the third, I'm very intrigued to see how Joe Milton performs at the combine because he's got an absolute howitzer connected to his right right sounds shoulder. like somebody we know right uh, just just uh, just an absolute <laughs> hose uh connected there so he's he's gonna he's gonna put on a show at the combine throwing the football uh definitely not as athletic as as richardson but he has some of those same traits really big guy big arm uh can run the football but he's an older prospect you know he's 24 years old was in that tennessee offense how much does that really translate to the nfl he's he's, he's definitely a project so if you can make, if you want to take a chance on him late day three, have him sit. I think if you do take Milton, he'd be quarterback three. You'd probably let Sam Ellinger go, and and you'd have a, a veteran 
a backup to Anthony Richardson and have Milton sit and and learn and 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 really you don't want him in the game just kind of all all about these these next couple of years learning and and trying to become a backup quarterback but but those are three guys that I could realistically see the Colts taking would really be excited about the right pick uh but don't rule out Milton late on day three if if the Colts are looking to go in a younger direction and and take on a project as a backup quarterback yeah and and, and the thing is about when it comes to quarterback like for me um I so I have I have Spencer Sanders from Ole Miss. Okay, okay. Now, I, I think that Spencer Sanders is is one of those quarterbacks that he is incredibly athletic. He he I think had over two thousand rushing yards in his career. Now he did, if I'm looking correctly, yeah, he started at Oklahoma State, finished at Ole Miss. But I mean, this dude had six hundred twenty eight, two hundred sixty nine, six hundred sixty eight, three hundred ninety one, forty five, two thousand plus rushing yards. I think that the Colts are going to be looking for more of a, of a backup quarterback that will fit Anthony Richardson, or at least be kind of sub Anthony Richardson. A great comparison is Lamar Jackson and Tyler Huntley. Mm-hmm. That's like the big, the big thing. You want a guy that you don't have to necessarily switch everything. Let's face it. Gardner Minshew, he scored some rushing touchdowns, but good Lord, he could not outrun really anybody. I think there was one play where he actually ran backwards to try to get away from somebody. So um, look for Spencer Sanders. And uh, I know that Andrew might laugh at this, but I do think that because he had kind of almost Carson Wentz type of mobility, he might push Sam Ellinger to see if Sam Ellinger is a second string quarterback. And that's Notre Dame's Sam Hartman. (laughs) Okay. Look, he had a, I don't, I don't want to say brutal senior bowl, he did not have the senior. Let's just say this: he didn't have the senior bowl he wanted. Okay, mm-hmm. like he just didn't. But I think that that's that's a pick that you're saying. Look, we believe in Sam Ellinger. Let's see if Sam Ellinger's the real deal by bringing in a guy who played plenty of college football overall. He had, I think, he had six total years in in college football. So that's a guy to look for. And then as far as running backs, this one might be a little bit high. But Trey Benson might provide you from FSU. He might provide you more of the power back if you really believe that Evan Hall can be your receiving back. Jonathan Taylor will need some help. He'll need a a, a third down and short type of guy. I still think Evan Hall is overlooked. I think that he's not only great at receiving, but he's downhill. He's a downhill type runner at times. But um, Trey Benson, I think I, I love the I love the ground and pound type of running backs, you know, um, and I think that Evan Hall is arguably one of the best receiving backs in his draft class. I think that they've got it right there with the with the third down pass catching back. I think that they need a dude who's a short yardage guy if you need Taylor to take a breather. And then the last guy is kind of a mix between Benson and Hall, and that's Missouri's Cody Schrader. Now, he's like five foot eight. But he's a bowling ball. He's like 215 pounds. And he, um, he let me see his stats here. Yeah. So he had uh, 276 carries for 1627 as far as rushing yards, six yards a carry, 14 rushing touchdowns. He had another 22 catches for 191 yards. So he's not really your receiving back, but he can do pretty much anything that you need him to do. And I think that he's a little bit smaller and he could really get those short yardage, um, you know, gains when you need it. So it's all going to hinge, though. With quarterback and running back, if they don't re-sign Gardner Minshew and they don't re-sign Zach Moss, which we fully expect them to pass on Gardner Minshew, the big question is Zach Moss. You know, are they going to keep him? And if they don't, I'd, I would not be surprised at all if they took a running back, especially in the later rounds. Because with Tyler Goodson having the finish to the the season that he did, and Trey Sermon kind of being like a eh type of player, kind of a fringe roster guy, 
I wouldn't be surprised if they take one of these running backs later in the rounds. We got another super chat from Patrick here. Thank you so much, buddy, again for the super chat and all your Man. support. Patrick says later round running backs I love for the Colts are Dylan Lau, Braylon Allen, Jalen Wright, Isaiah Davis, and Ray Davis. And and Braylon Allen, Wisconsin guy, so same school that uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor is from. He is going to be a he's going to put on a show. Uh, yep. this this week at the at the combine very athletic dude uh so wouldn't surprise me at all if he really shows out uh but again it's all about the athletes all these positions that we talked about tonight wide receiver tight end offensive line quarterback running back every single position on offense for the past few seasons and and really ever since chris ballard took over if you've watched with the next pick you always see it they talk chris ballard says we need to bet on high end high-end traits guys that have the stuff that you can't teach these uber explosive uber talented athletes that can go out there and and win you football games uh, so and then when you have those guys the tools are all in place you just kind of have to mold them that's what the colts are looking for so if if you see guys that that really aren't showing out as as high level athletes they're probably not very high on the colts draft board the guys that are going to show that they are the most athletic guys that do perform well in these drills show that they have good explosiveness. Those are the guys that the Colts are going to target. And those are guys that, that realistically will be options and could be picked by the Colts. Once we get to draft time in April. Yeah. And look on offense, you've got the most athletically gifted quarterback that's ever been tested at the combine. Okay, you've got a great athletic type of offensive line, and then you have one hell of an athlete in Jonathan Taylor. You want to get athletic type of players, a wide receiver and the depth positions on offense and, and everything else. And, and I, I think an underrated thing that no one's talking about is you want a backup quarterback that fits more of what Anthony Richardson's doing. Love what Gardner Minshew did, but yeah, look for the Colts to be looking for the high-end athletes. And if they don't pick someone that's super athletic, they must really think he has some sort of innate skill or Shane Steichen has pounded the table enough that Chris Ballard believes him. Because let's face it, Steichen also made the playoffs or almost made the playoffs with a banged up roster and an inexperienced secondary and everything else. So just enjoy the combine this year. It's not about quarterbacks. There's a lot of areas for the Colts to address, but at the end of the day with Chris Ballard, it's all about the athletes. Exactly. And that's our show for this evening, guys. Really appreciate everybody tuning in to talk about the offensive side of the ball coming up for the NFL Combine. Want to give a shout out to the the, the CFO, Patrick, for giving us all the super chats. And tonight. our analytics department yeah, exactly. with, with Stats Matt. That's Matt coming out <laughs> coming out with it with the heaters too. Thank you guys so much. And everyone else that joined us tonight uh on the Horseshoe Huddle Podcast. Appreciate everybody's support. If you haven't done so, please go follow us on all of our socials like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on x and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know when drake and i go live every monday and thursday night we're getting closer to free agency so there's bound to be some breaking news episodes that aren't on our regularly scheduled evenings so you don't want to miss those but if you can't catch us live or on youtube apple spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe give us a five-star review so we can reach other colts fans just like you drake I know that you're on dad duty, but you're still writing. You're still pushing out pieces on horseshoehuddle.com. Tell the people what they can go check out. 
So uh, I, I did the three non-first round receivers, I think, who could help the Colts in the NFL draft. And a spoiler, one of them is Malachi Corley. Love that guy. Uh, so go check that out. Another one is a dream scenario where the Colts could land a, a, a top prospect at wide receiver. But the one I did recently that took way longer than I thought, but it's because it was so much uh, research, is just the strongest and weakest position, position groups for the Colts. If you go read that, it kind of gives you an idea on who they might be looking at in the draft looking at in free agency and a lot of it's probably going to be depth related make sure you go check that out on the site for myself i got that piece on michael Pittman jr why if the colds franchise tag him it's not necessarily a bad thing and then coming up on the site i'm going to be detailing the key position groups that the colts are going to have their eyes on and and why so and what the colts will be looking at at those positions here at the nfl combine next week so go check that out as well as make sure you get your pre-order in for the indie draft guide remember promo code draft miss gets you a dollar off uh, so make sure you snag that up and then check out all the other fantastic writings at horseshoe huddle Dot com. Go follow Drake at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we'll be back Monday night to talk more combine with you. This time, the defensive side of the ball, cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers, edge rushers. We're going to talk about it all Monday night to get you set for the other side of the ball as the NFL combine gets closer and closer. So everyone enjoy your weekend and we'll be seeing you Monday night.